Good morning. It's April 6th. It is a damp and stuffy morning in New York. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast, taking a look at the day and the news. Before we even take a glance at today's physical newspaper, ProPublica is out on the web with a barn burner of a story about how Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been illegally wallowing in benefits, including yacht vacations worth six figures and constant use of a private jet, courtesy of, as the story describes him, real estate magnate and Republican megadonor Harlan Crow. For more than two decades, ProPublica writes, Thomas has accepted luxury trips virtually every year from the Dallas businessman without disclosing them, documents and interviews show. A public servant who has a salary of $285,000, he has vacationed on Crow's super yacht around the globe. He flies on Crow's Bombardier Global 5000 jet. He has gone with Crow to the Bohemian Grove, the exclusive California all-male retreat, and to Crow's sprawling ranch in East Texas. And Thomas typically spends about a week every summer at Crow's private resort in the Adirondacks. The Supreme Court does, of course, exempt itself from the ethical rules governing the rest of the federal judiciary. And with Thomas's help, it has systematically ruled that giving lavish benefits to public officials is not bribery unless the person who's giving the benefits submits an invoice asking for specific favors. Yet Clarence Thomas managed, despite operating in this spectacularly permissive atmosphere, to break the law anyway, according to ProPublica's reporting, because gifts of free transportation, which definitely includes the private jet travel and presumably also includes the yacht trips, are in one of the very few categories of things that the law does require Supreme Court justices to disclose, which Clarence Thomas did not do, even as he and his wife, Ginny Thomas, were taking a mega yacht tour of the Pacific, which ProPublica estimates would have had a retail price of around half a million dollars. It's amazing from end to end. One particularly nice passage reads, In Thomas's public appearances over the years, he has presented himself as an everyman with modest tastes. I don't have any problem with going to Europe, but I prefer the United States, and I prefer seeing the regular parts of the United States, Thomas said in a recent interview for a documentary about his life, which Crow helped finance. I prefer the RV parks. I prefer the Walmart parking lots to the beaches and things like that. There's something normal to me about it, Thomas said. I come from regular stock, and I prefer that. I prefer being around that. He's just a regular humble guy, he said in the documentary that his rich friend helped finance about him. There's also a cameo by the Supreme Court kingmaker Leonard Leo, who hangs out in the same settings under the auspices of the same billionaire, and a quick glimpse in passing of the furiously lib-owning Judge James Ho, thanks to Thomas having apparently gotten a free jet ride to Ho's swearing-in at Crow's private library, because where else would you get sworn in to your lifelong seat on the federal judiciary than in a special ceremony on the property of the feudal master who paid for it all to happen? Tremendous stuff all the way through, and who knows whether it will accomplish anything, but it's very nice to finally see the word illegal attached to Clarence Thomas's behavior instead of just unseemly and self-evidently corrupt. In other news, if things gone completely off the rails, the Republican majority of the Tennessee state legislature is expected to vote today to expel three Democratic members for taking part in a protest in support of gun control after six people, including three children, were gunned down in a Nashville school. Earlier this week in North Carolina, a state legislator elected as a Democrat switched parties to the Republicans, giving them a supermajority capable of overriding the Democratic governor's veto because apparently she was mad about being criticized for skipping a vote to uphold the governor's veto of a measure loosening gun control laws there. Truly, the states are laboratories of democracy. And on the front page of the Times, we have news analysis of the Wisconsin 
Supreme Court race. Post-Roe lift in Wisconsin fuels the left. Liberal win points to a national strategy. This seems chronologically backwards as a way of talking about how Democrats keep winning elections because people are incredibly angry about the Supreme Court's decision to throw out Roe versus Wade and about the general impingement on Democratic majority rule. It really seems like the people on the New York Times politics desk are the ones figuring this out. Liberals nationwide seem to have had a pretty good handle on it for a while now. And political world ways fallout of Trump case. Uncertain climate for 2024 elections. Three bylines. In an ordinary presidential primary season, the indictment of a frontrunner over hush money paid to a porn star would, at the least, be an opening for rivals... What? Try that again. In an ordinary presidential primary season, the indictment of a frontrunner over hush money paid to a porn star would... In an ordinary presidential primary... What is this device supposed to accomplish? It's eight years since the kind of normal politics that this is appealing to ever existed. This will not be an ordinary political season. The paragraph concludes, uh, yeah, except no, because this is major party politics now and has been for a while. That is the news. Thank you for listening. We are probably going to be out of broadcast range tomorrow on vacation. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again before long.